Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for May 14th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And ladies and gentlemen, we're also grateful for the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. I also mentioned that it is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled, we're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday, so you got to dig that. Tomorrow, I'll be broadcasting live from a venue in Nevada. Yeah, they want to be the first constitutional county in the nation. Is it real? We'll be live on site and find out. How do you like them apples? So that's happening tomorrow for the broadcast. Today, though, quick recap of yesterday's show starts now. We had our guest on, Mr. Kirk Crosby, with us. We also had our guest on, Brian Rust of RustCoinandGift.com. We talked about the Honest Money Update. Gold, $1,817.50. Silver, $26.98. So, you know, there you have it. But futures are trading way crazy compared to the uh, real money. So that's why we call it the Honest Money Report. Is it all about trading in futures, or is it about real possession of metal currencies? The Bible describes it as honest weights and measures. So that's why we call it the Honest Money Report. After all, the supreme law of the land calls for honest money to be the only currency used. And so states and federal government and everybody, counties all up and down the line, uh, literally engage in criminal activity every time they use fake money. Uh, anyway, I digress. They'll say to you that, oh, no, we, back in 1913, we gave permission to do this, says Congress. But Congress never had authority to give permission to take us off the constitutional currency standard, folks. So understand, you're being manipulated all the way through, and the fix has been in for the American people financially and otherwise for literally decades on end. Uh, beware of that. Now, the good news is Tim Tebow is back in the NFL, signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. People are upset that Tim Tebow's there and Colin Kiepernick is not there. Yeah. So they say Kiepernick's trending, which is weird as all get out. It just shows the manipulation of the mainstream press uh, in bed with big tech and everything else uh, on these issues. Literally downing Tim Tebow, a ma- one man married to one woman Christian who's a moral guy. Uh, literally, he gets shut down and mocked for making it into the NFL while Colin Kiepernick, the what do you want to say? Perverted, <laughs> agenda-driven, news hound, if you will, uh, literally gets promoted in his place. What a shame proving the dishonest, disgusting uh, manipulation of the media that we see today. Americans, you've got to reject it. You've also got to reject the reset. The global jubilee or the financial reset is coming, and it will wipe out just about everything we have. Yeah, under the condition of, quote, no debt. Property rights, gone. Economic freedom, 
gone. Constitutional protections, gone. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake, this is a global takeover they're gunning for now. By the way, what is a fair share of what someone else has earned? Yeah, politicians love to talk about paying their fair share. But what is a fair share? Then they'll never define that because they know that's a lie. You don't have a fair share to what I've earned, ladies and gentlemen. You got that? The fair share is zero unless I decide to voluntarily or give it to you, but not by the force of a government or a manipulated gun of any kind, right? Figuratively and physically. Ellen DeGeneres and talk show. That's sure interesting. House Republicans fired Liz Cheney from her leadership post. GOP wants the Democrats to be investigated over the January 6th Capitol reconnaissance lies or claims. We talked about that. That was in hour one. Hour two, Christopher Miller, quote, I have reassessed. Former Pentagon official now says that Trump did not create an insurrection at the Capitol. He did what was constitutionally appropriate and right. We played a clip where he got in a big old argument with a Democrat Congress critter about this. Uh, And bottom line is he says, look, we're getting more information all the time. Donald is not involved in this. There was an insurrection planned. Now we just got to discover by who and how and what and where and who are the guilty parties for real. But maybe we ought to overturn the impeachment on the lies being told to the courts in the impeachment proceeding or the equivalent of the courts, which is the congressional um, proceedings. Planned Parenthood admits Margaret Sanger was a racist. So they continue their killing despite the admission. College journalist, quote, white people use sidewalks in a racist manner. I kid you not. Why? Because you stand in the middle of a sidewalk. If a white person's coming, you'll move. But if a black person's coming your way, you'll stand there and make them veer off the sidewalk into the street, creating danger for all you racists. Caleb Kennedy, the top five contestant on American Idol, no longer in the running. Why? Because he is a racist, they claim. Yeah, there's a video where they think this guy's seated next to a guy in a KKK hood. Turns out not to be the truth at all, but he's already kicked off Idol. The double standard is insanity. And there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in an absolute driven by public of court, or I'm sorry, the court of public opinion uh, reality. It is disaster. Don't worry, though. The CDC says fully vaccinated people can ditch masks USA today. There's a big fly in the ointment with that discussion, ladies and gentlemen, because I got a question. How do you know if somebody's vaccinated? If I'm not wearing a mask, uh, are they going to say, are you vaccinated? Do I have to prove it? Or do I have to put a mask on? Where are we headed with this? I'm telling you, it is disaster on steroids. We'll get to that as the broadcast unfolds as well. That is the recap of yesterday's show. Still available online at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor. Do it immediately, would you please? All right. News the networks refuse to use today starts now. Chris Carlson, discussions of all things liberty with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Yes, sir. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose, Sam. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson, reporting for duty, sir. All right, man. I don't know if I'm in the military, but there you go. Well, we all are, <laughs> unless we're not engaged in the fight, Sam, and we should We're be. all certainly enlisted in the sacred cause of liberty, that is for sure. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen. You are enlisted by your birth as a member of the freest nation on the planet to help set 
a light like a beacon on a hill, ladies and gentlemen, for the sacred cause of liberty. And remember, uh, you know what? When much is given, much is required, as we all know. And therefore, your birth gives you much. And therefore, much is required at your hand. Never forget that reality check. Speaking of much is required at your hand, there's a Senate document from 1936. I know it sounds old. Don't tune out. Hang tight. That is very critical for our understanding of what's happened in our society. And it explains a lot about why Americans are so sick today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about physical health right now. Chris has researched this and has a breakdown for you. Now, remember, back in 1936, there was government scandals for sure. If you don't believe me, go back to 1913 for the Federal Reserve scandal that put us on a fake money system, created the eventual demise of America for sure. Uh, but set that aside for a second. There was a lot more trustworthiness in government uh, back in 1936 compared to today. Sad but true. Anyway, there's a report out, a document that has been around since 1936, that it explains a lot about health and our soil and who we are. And that's the summary. Chris, let's start there. Okay, let me give you an analogy, Sam, to, to simplify this. So you've heard of the hydrological cycle, have you not? <clears throat> so The, uh, the hydrological, lakes, so is that water? That's the water. It's very simple. Yeah. Anybody can understand this. So the water in our lakes and our streams and our rivers evaporates into the air, and it turns into water vapor, and we, we see it manifested in the form of clouds. Eventually that will come down in the form of rain. And it'll, it'll nourish our soils, and it'll eventually make its way back to those lakes and streams and rivers. And then it will go back up into the air uh, and form into clouds. It's a very sure. simple cycle to understand. So let me, let me ask you, Sam, if every time that water evaporated and went back up into the sky, we lost a tiny percentage of it. You know, over uh, a, a period of decades, eventually we would have uh, less and less rain, and we would have problems, right? Because we wouldn't yeah, where does have it, enough Where does it go rain. if we lose a percentage of it? Well, it doesn't. That's the good thing about it. But in the case of our soils today, that is not the case. And I will illustrate by the fact that when we grow uh, fruits and vegetables and grains in our soils that we use on our farmlands, um, those, the nutrients that are in those soils uh, are taken up into those, um, those plants that we consume on a regular basis. But let me ask you this, Sam, do we reintroduce those nutrients <clears throat> that are taken up in those vegetables and those grains and those fruits? Do we re always reintroduce those back into the soil through what I call full spectrum fertilization? In other words, do we or should we is rotation? the question. We don't, but we should. <clears throat> we should. And that, that's why farmers, um, they spread manure on their fields, generally speaking. But a, a lot of those nutrients uh, end up in our landfills. They end up uh, at the bottom of, of the lakes when we, we dump sewage in, in the lakes and so forth, in the rivers. And they never end up back in our soils. So that should tell you that eventually we're going to have uh, a noticeable depletion in the nutrients that we're receiving in the plants and uh, uh, grains and fruits that we're growing in those soils. and that is I think most people get the idea that our, our, our soil is not as rich with nutrients as it once was. There's no doubt about that. Soil depletion, I think, is a common knowledge reality. The question is, how does that relate to 1936? Chris will tell you in seconds. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. 
even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio with Chris Carlson. We're talking about your health. We're talking about nutrients. We're talking about foods. We're talking about the soil's been depleted. I think most people get that reality check. They know that, hey, the soil's not as good as it once was. Uh, and no doubt big farming companies have an agenda to make things look good, nice-looking fruit that can be trucked all over the world and all over the nation, etc. Uh, but I don't think most people understand the history of this. 1936, uh, there was a document, uh, what, a congressional document, Chris? It was a Senate document, and I would uh, submit to you, Sam, that we probably had a lot more wise, honest, and good men in the Senate at that time. Not that we could trust them completely, but certainly we could trust them a lot more than we trust the Senate today. Yes, uh, the opening statement of that document, I'll go ahead and read that to just kind of give you an overview of where they're going with this. They say, do you know that most of us today are suffering from certain dangerous diet deficiencies which cannot be remedied until the depleted soils from which our foods come are brought into proper mineral balance? The alarming fact is that foods, fruits, and vegetables, and grains now being raised on millions of acres of land that no longer contain enough of certain needed minerals are starving us, no matter how much of them we eat. So that's a, a general overview of what we're dealing with. This was 85 years ago, Sam. How much worse is it today, is what I would ask. I don't even know how to gauge the... Uh, the degree of worseness, is that a word? <laughs> I don't know how to gauge, but certainly it's not improved. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. And so people say, okay, what implications does this have for me? Well, they've done studies and they determined if we are deficient in, for example, calcium. 
it, our intelligence levels will suffer. And they've done uh, tests on rats. And, and here's an excerpt from, um, from one of those tests. Uh, scientists say that you place a number of these little rats inside a maze after starving some of them in certain uh, mineral elements like calcium. The starved ones will be unable to find their way out of the maze, whereas the others will have little or no difficulty getting out of the maze. Okay, and if these experiments, which they conducted over 85 years ago, indicated that uh, mineral deficiencies resulted in rats uh, who were subjected to these deficiencies not being able to find their way out of mazes, whereas normal rats would, you know, what implications does that have for us as human beings who are being uh, clearly and demonstrably uh, denied the mineral needs that, that we once had with our abundant uh, virgin soils that we no longer have. I would say that, uh, you know, some of the, you, you look at Antifa, you look at Black Lives Matter, and you look at the behavior of some of these people who are engaged in, um, in antisocial behavior, Sam, and I would say maybe Perhaps these people are not getting the proper amount of minerals that, um, you know, probably the majority of people today are suffering from. So that may be an element in the breakdown of societal order that we're witnessing today. Wouldn't you uh, say that maybe that's a possibility? I think it's more than a possibility. I think there's a lot of documentation since that 1936 groundbreaking article explaining the depletion of our soil. Uh, there's been a lot of studies and a lot of documentation since about nutrients, about what they do to our, our human body. You know, back in 1936 compared to today, we didn't understand the human body near like we understand now. Now, I'm not saying we don't have a long way to go still, but our understanding in the last 80 years is, is, is 85 years, tremendous increase of understanding uh, now that we can gene sequence things and we can, okay. And really, there's study after study after study that show that if you don't get the proper amount of nutrients, you have memory loss, your IQ drops, your organs start to suffer, all kinds of uh, systems within the body uh, start to uh, erode, uh, start to have problems. Uh, and they know this, and they've known this for a long time. For example, if you get a lot of toxic metals, they've dis discovered this in the inner cities and stuff like that. Where, you know, people who live in poor housing and stuff like that or housing from certain uh, eras, um, you know, you can dumb down the population. It truly affects their IQ. It's not that they're bad people. It's just that they haven't been given uh, what they need. They also have shown that metals and some of these things in your body uh, can create aggression, uh, et cetera. And, and we know that that's where a lot of the aggression and things come from. So we've really got a lot of scientific evidence uh, on the side of this. Uh, but for some reason, there's a disconnect between... Uh, big Pharma, uh, the Gargantua Farm, not Pharma, but Farm, like Growing Crops Industries, uh, Big Business, uh, and the American people and government. There's a big disconnect there. I mean, the government's paying people not to grow crops, while at the same time, we have more chemicals in our, in our um, food and in, in, in everything, in environment, than ever before. And the effects of these, and the combined effects of these, mixed with the lack of nutrients in our soil... I mean, it is wreaking havoc on the health of the American people uh, and people around the world, frankly. This is a serious, serious issue, uh, that, but there's a disconnect. No one really seems, for the most part, to be talking about it. They just want to sell boxed goods, right, Chris? No, because like you, like you said, you know, we reintroduced uh, commercial fertilizers. I don't know if you've looked on a bag of, um, of grass fertilizer you put on your lawn. That's pretty much the same fertilizer that they put on our fields to grow our crops, Sam. And it's nitrogen, potassium, 
and phosphorus. Those three elements. Yet, if according to Joel Wallach, I don't know if you're familiar with him, he claims that there are over 90 Yes, the dead doctors don't lie doctors, who Joe Wallach is. Dead doctor, yes, and he claimed years ago that the average doctor reaches the age of 56 or something, you know, discrediting. Yeah, 58 years old and they die. 58 years old, which I tend to, I don't know if that number is accurate, but it's probably pretty close. But uh, that's all we reintroduce back into the soils, NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And there are uh, about 90 others that we're not reintroducing into the soil. And, and like you said as well, this could have effects on our mental health. And according to this United States Senate document, numbers 264, and I'll read word for word, they claim that uh, according to the experiments that they did con- conduct on rats, they say restrict their calcium and they will become irritable and draw apart from one another. Then they will begin to fight, restore their calcium balance, and they will grow more friendly. So this is having an effect, and I do believe this, on our dispositions. And I think that's manifested, and like I said earlier, in the behavior of some of these thugs that are going around protesting. Well, but they're mostly peaceful, uh, Sam, right? So I guess Lies, if, if somebody yes. comes in my house, <laughs> I, I guess if, if, if a mass murderer comes in, and you know, kills ten people. We can say, well, his life was mostly peaceful. It's that one percent, just like rat poison, right? One percent poison, ninety-nine percent nutritious food. Anyway, I kind of got off the topic. Um, well, understand so, this. Uh, Not only does this 1936 document document a bunch of nutrients that we really need to have in our soil that, when are missing, are serious problems. So it documents um, through their case studies back in 1936. There's been a gazillion studies. And a gazillion reference points since then we could point to. But to make this simple, we're telling you that they don't put the nutrients back into the soil. And they don't have a soil maintenance plan. I mean, they do to make crops look big, to make things look nice. But they don't when it comes to the nutrition necessary for optimal human health. They've documented it in this 1936 um, case study slash paper that was before the Senate, this document 264. But they also highlight the global agenda to create this disconnect that I'm pointing to. It explains why there's a global agenda, ladies and gentlemen, listen, to downplay the beneficial effects of food supplements. They're doing this on purpose, and they know it is the real takeaway, Chris. Yes, uh, Codex Alimentarius, which is a UN program, they're, they're downplaying the benefits of supplementation, which we know... I mean, if we're not getting it in our foods, how else are we getting it, Sam? Through supplementation. So they're they're discrediting, they're demonizing uh, the vitamin industry, if you want, and um, they're they're telling people, well, 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 let me give you an example. Remember when Dr. Fauci said, well, vitamin D is not going to cure uh, the COVID-19 virus? No, he, he's absolutely right in that statement, Sam. But it's very deceptive because our bodies can ward off uh, viral and bacterial diseases if they have the raw materials in which to do that. And vitamin D is one of those very essential elements in maintaining a very healthy immune system. And if we don't have it, you know, we won't be able to fight off any disease, uh, COVID-19 notwithstanding. So he's right. Vitamin D alone is not going to prevent us contracting Uh, COVID-19 or any other viral diseases, but our bodies will be able to fight it off if we have those raw materials. Without those raw materials, all bets are off. So it is very important that we 
that we supplement nowadays because the foods that we're buying in our grocery stores are not giving us the nutrients that I believe that God intended for them to have. So we need to supplement and we need to uh, resist any efforts to try to uh, rely upon allopathic medicine, which you know has, is very, very weak in the area of nutrition. And then they teach that in the AMA, in American Medical Association. And it used to be otherwise. It used to be that the food was our medicine and we didn't have these drugs that counteract our body's natural processes. So the whole thing is a, is a conspiracy to try to create a population of unhealthy people that are much less able to resist tyranny. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Israel deployed ground forces near Gaza and ramped up airstrikes against Hamas Thursday as the bloody conflict shows no signs of letting up. The Israeli assault comes after Hamas groups stepped up their rocket assaults on Thursday, shooting more than 100 bombs into Israel. Some Senate Democrats are open to paying for a compromise infrastructure package by imposing user fees, including more gas taxes and raising money from electric car drivers through a vehicle miles travel charge. Republican leaders say they would not support raising either corporate or personal taxes to pay for President Biden's spending proposals. China is about to attempt its first Mars landing Friday. Tianwen-1, as the mission is called, means questions to heaven. It aims to be the first Mars mission to send a spacecraft into the planet's orbit, drop a landing platform onto the Martian surface, and deploy a rover all in one expedition. This is USA Radio News. Is a new war with China coming? It's never been this bad, and even Henry Kissinger is warning Americans. Trade, freedom, technology, and war threats against Taiwan. China is a real threat. All this week on Newsmax TV, Grant Stinchfield looks at the real danger of the Red Dragon and why Americans must be alarmed. Stinchfield shows how Trump's policies with China worked and why Biden's are failing. So tune in tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern to see Stinchfield's series, The Dangerous Dragon. Stinchfield tells you the real truth on Newsmax, America's fourth highest rated cable news network, on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, call your cable system, tell them you want it. Or get Newsmax free on your smart TV. Or tune in on Roku, Amazon Fire, Pluto, Zumo, and YouTube. And millions have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphone. You can too. America is tuning into Newsmax because it's real news for real people. The dysfunction between Washington lawmakers has become business as usual. Wendy King from the Pacific Northwest USA Radio News Bureau reports. According to multiple reports, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene aggressively confronted Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez outside the House chamber on Wednesday. Ocasio-Cortez says she's now ramping up security. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has suggested an ethics committee should be investigating Greene for her verbal assault. Two Washington Post reporters witnessed the confrontation. They say Representative Green, the Republican from Georgia, shouted, Hey, Alexandria, twice in an effort to get her attention. When Ocasio-Cortez did not stop walking, Green picked up her pace and began shouting at her and asking why she supports terrorist groups. Green also shouted that Ocasio-Cortez was failing to defend her radical socialist beliefs by declining to publicly debate the freshman from Georgia. Thanks for listening, and TGIF, my friend. We are USA Radio News.
begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, live on your radio, Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman, talking about your health, talking about this 1936 Senate document. It's Senate document 264 that literally explains a lot about why America is so sick today, meaning health problems galore, strange health problems, I might add as well. It also explains why there is a global agenda to create a disconnect to downplay the effects and benefits of food supplements. We need to restore the nutrients to our soil. But barring that, Americans are using supplements to make a difference, which is absolutely vital, but it's quite expensive. But the sad part is the doctors and the mainstream press and allopathic medicine just lie to you and they go, well, you can go ahead and take those vitamins. It'll just create expensive pee-pee. That's all it'll do. It won't do you any good. They lie, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I agree it depends on what nutrients you get. You've got to be educated about uh, the value and where you get them from. No doubt about it. But the organizations of government all the way to the global government um, like the World Health Organization and more, look, they have an agenda, which is to create food nutritious issues intentionally. Okay? And this 1936 document, uh, 264, Senate document 264, explains it in great detail with experiments and all kinds of information. It's shocking how right on they were literally 85 years ago. However, the solution I want to get to is very simple indeed. Chris? Uh, the solution, well, is supplementation at this point, or you can raise your own food, which I try to do as much as I can. Um, or, and I also have chickens. I also raise bees, so I produce my own honey. Uh, Free-range chicken eggs, Sam, are a bit of a miracle food. Uh, I always eat at least two eggs in the morning because I have a very physically demanding job. And chicken eggs from chickens that are... Uh, able to, to range free in your yard or wherever you live are some of the most energy-packed food that you can consume. So you can, you can become as self-sufficient as possible, which I do recommend. It's kind of hard, but you know what? I have a yard probably smaller than most people listening to me. I have less than a fifth of an acre, yet I've got eight chickens. I've got seven beehives. Uh, I've got a garden plot that I try to grow a, a lot of my own gardens. And obviously I can't grow vegetables year-round but you can go to farmers markets you can, you can look for organically grown crops which are much better they still have the issues of the uh, un unless they completely use full-spectrum fertilization and rotation like we talked about but in you know absent the ability to to, to raise your own food in its entirety you, you'll just have to rely upon the resources available to you and do your best but you have to do something you can't just give up and say well i'll just submit to the new world orders plan for me which is basically malnutrition so do your best you can do your best you can grow your own food you can work on it you can do your appropriate rotations hydroponic growing of food so that you can do things year-round and greenhouses have real value indeed but there's one uh, line in the 1936 article that I think is really critical that we can do on a nationwide scale if we the people would demand it. Uh, and here it is. You know, it reminds me of the war gardens people used to have, right? We can take this back by learning to grow our own foods, but also demanding 
uh, that we basically re- rebuild the soil. So here's the line that I think is critical. Here's the solution. We must rebuild the soils. We must put back the minerals that we have taken out. It sounds difficult, ladies and gentlemen, but it is not. Neither is it expensive. Therein lies is the shortcut to a longer life and better health. That is the answer on a nationwide scale. So what we want to provide to you, ladies and gentlemen, is a nationwide solution to the problem. In other words, a real answer. And then provide to you an individual answer. Okay, the answer, for example, for the communist plank of government school is to get rid of the schools nationally. That's pretty hard to do in tall order, but that is the answer. Individually, though, you can take your kids out of school, and and therefore you solve the problem at least for your family. The same thing is true with this soil discussion. We realize the soil is depleted. You can supplement now. That's an immediate solution. Uh, You can grow your own crops. That's a better solution. And then nationwide, we need to push to rebuild the soil. It's not that hard to do with this full-spectrum fertilization uh, that you speak of, Chris. That's worthy of highlighting so people understand. We're not just complaining. We're actually uh, assessing a problem and then providing answers for we the people. Chris? Yeah, exactly. You do, and you know, you don't depend on government. Obviously, if you depend on, on government, you're going to fail every time because they're not our friends anymore, Sam. We no longer have good, honest, and wise men and women in our government. So you you hope for the best, you work for the best, and then you plan for uh, the failure of of those efforts uh, because you cannot do. I've I've discovered a long time ago, Sam. The only person in this world that I have complete control over is myself, and sometimes I don't even have that. Uh, complete control over myself but anyway you do what you can and and then you rely on God and that's the thing Sam um, you know it, and this goes with food storage there are a lot of people that are really not in a position to, to have a lot of food storage I happen to be one of them who is but the Lord doesn't expect you to do what you are incapable of doing you do what you can and then you can expect the Lord to perform miracles in your behalf when the time comes for those miracles to become necessary for you and he he'll he won't forsake it forsake his people you can trust yourself to do your very best ladies and gentlemen with your limited capacity as a mortal no doubt about it and we should rely on ourselves and our loved ones meaning our families the people that are the closest to us they're not always perfect reliable perfectly reliable but the lord has surrounded us with people in our families for a reason uh, they can provide a a um, strength and a comfort from the storms of life Uh, from the betrayals and dishonesty that's out there in the world. Uh, And so we must rebuild our soils. We must work hard together as families. And then, as Chris says, turn to Almighty God, because that's where the solutions lie. You turn to God in humble submission and prayer. You repent, and then you get up and go to work, and he'll bless and prosper our efforts if we do. You know, this sounds like a very doomsday discussion in many ways, uh, but it's it's not. Remember, God's in his heaven, and he does know that, his son, Jesus Christ, will return to the earth. Uh, and so it's not a negative uh, outcome for us. It's just tough in the interim as we prepare to receive our God, our Lord. Uh, and it'll be difficult along the way. And those folks that are tyrannical have an agenda for us. But I got news for them. They're going to lose. And they don't like to hear that. It makes them go batty for sure. But I'm telling you that we win in the end. Never forget that if you're on God's side speaking of that they're coming for your conscience ladies and gentlemen they really are uh, this covid thing has been their catalyst along with now global change climate change is is kind of the buzzword they're starting to use but they're coming for your conscience your most private 
and most sacred of property, if you will, your intellect, your conscience to do what you think is best and or not do what you think is best. They're coming for your conscience. They're coming for your body. And we need to be conscientious objectors. And we are going to understand that this is going to get very, very difficult as we stand up for what we believe in because we need to prepare folks to accept certain restrictions on our freedom as a result of this COVID cult uh, of manipulation and dishonesty. They're coming for your, I don't want to say your soul, but your conscience and your body, uh, Chris, like you've never seen before. Yeah, they're going to apply a little pressure on us to get the vaccine. They're obsessed with getting this uh, concoction of chemicals into our bloodstreams, which should uh, send chills up and down your spine, people. You know, these are the same people that think it's okay to kill an infant in its mother's womb. I find it very ironic, Sam, that they're now pushing this vaccine so hard because they love us so much. And I, I, don't, I don't trust people who are grand hypocrites in that capacity. But yeah, so Arizona State did a survey. They determined that 60% of businesses uh, in the United States intend to enforce mandatory vaccine policies. And the reason that they're going through the private sector, Sam, and I, I know that you've talked about this before, is because the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution states that no person shall be denied of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And if the government did this on their own, there would be so many in the courts, there would be so many um, lawsuits uh, claiming violations of that principle that the government, that the courts would be tied up for for decades so they're going through businesses and you know conservatives in this country have always defended the private sector saying well whatever the private sector does is uh, dictated by market forces so and you know, hold it's, on it's let's stop for a second yes. and in a free market that has absolute validity because you do have a hierarchy of rights if you will private property is very sacred very important Private business, very sacred, very important. However, they have dishonestly manipulated that reality to where it's not as you think, and that's where the rub begins. Chris Carlson will break that down in seconds on your radio. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches. 
in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live. Chris Carlson with me, ladies and gentlemen, talking about all things liberty. We're talking about conscientious objectors that better get ready to start giving up a lot of their liberty because of our culture, our society. It's a sad tale to tell, but they're coming for you, and they're going to force you, ladies and gentlemen. They're really going to force you to get vaccinated. The CDC says fully vaccinated Americans don't have to wear masks anymore. But the problem is, how do you know when... How do you know when somebody's masked or vaccinated or not? Oh, they'll work on that. They just haven't brought that to your attention yet. Uh, but Joe Biden literally saying, hey, Biden, get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. Exact quote, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we'll get into a little bit later how they're going to mandate the masks. But this business discussion that we're having, what they want to say is, well, the government won't mandate masks. No, sir. Absolutely not. That would violate your rights, by golly. But the media and the federal government are pushing corporations to do their bidding. Big league politics and others are saying now, hey, you know what? Um, 60 plus percent of businesses plan to mandate vaccines for their employees. And if it's the biggest employers, you're in real trouble unless you start your own business and become an entrepreneur. This is serious. And what they've said in the past is, hey, you know what? Um, You... uh, can choose for yourself but these corporations have every right to mandate what they want they're in the private sector that used to be true uh, but now most of these governments are on the public or, or i'm sorry most of these businesses are on the government dole uh, so taxpayers are funding it and how private are you when you're government backed and well the government doesn't make the mandate but you do the bidding for them you create a fascist trifecta uh, of abuse and dishonesty yeah big pharma Big business and government. There's the trifecta. Chris? And as you say, Sam, they are in bed together. Have you ever heard of the Atlantic Council? Have you ever heard of InQtel? Yeah, I think we need to, to transition just a little bit, and it's very much related to what we've been talking about. The private sector is no longer private. We think about these, these corporations who uh, seem to operate in a free market environment. They do not, as you have so succinctly articulated. A lot of these companies get no-bid contracts from the government. A lot of these companies get tax breaks or they get outright grants. The oil companies, for example, Sam, as you know, they get outright cash 
from the government, which is coming out of our pockets, the taxpayers. So do you think that they're going to do anything to go contrary to what the government is pushing? Of course not. Okay, I would like to focus. Have you ever heard of InQtel, Sam? I think it's very important that we, yeah, we in, concentrate in, on this. InQtel is a big company that's been in bed with the CIA. It's an arm of the CIA that's funded big tech in bed with the universities, in bed with dark forces in government via the Pentagon and DARPA. Uh, literally, they have created the big tech internet that now they riot and go, oh my gosh, big tech's the bad guy. But government has backed it, funded it through the military, uh, industrial complex, through black op money, through universities, and then big tech companies that will do their bidding. They've created this trifecta of uh, preparation. They've done this for literally, um, what, the internet's been out for the average military group since what the 50s and 60s 40s kind of range and then the average american started to pick up and re realize the benefits of their trifecta big tech takeover uh, in the 90s so this has been around for a long time with these, um, researchers that have really broken down the timeline the details the money sources and inkutel um, is the public corporate arm backed by cia and pentagon money in bed with universities and big tech that's the summary for you sir Exactly. So you look at companies like YouTube, Google, Google Earth, Twitter, um, and a lot of other companies that you probably wouldn't recognize like uh, Palantir Technologies, maybe you've heard of that, Basis Technologies, they're a multilingual text analytics and cyber forensics company, Boundless Spatial, Geospatial Software, all of these high-tech companies that, that are now in positions to monitor every move we make, they all have ties to a, a a presumably nonprofit organization called InQtel, spelled I-N-Q-T-E-L. This is a CIA arm that they've used to funnel money to these high-tech companies. Like I talked, some of the high, uh, the more recognizable ones like YouTube, Google, and Google Earth. They've actually given these companies money from the get-go, so they're not competing in a free market. They're competing in an environment where they are beholden to the source of their income, which is the government. Do you think uh, YouTube is going to be answerable to the general public? And you're gonna be able to see videos on YouTube that go contrary to the uh, official establishment narrative? Of course not. So they give money, and I can read, this is actually information that is readily available from Wikipedia. So in August 2006, InQtel had received more than 5,000, had reviewed, sorry, more than 5,800 business plans and invested approximately 150 million in more than 90 companies. 90 companies. And that's just what they're telling us. That, that number is probably a lot higher. It goes on to say in 2016, it was funded with at least $120 million per year, primarily from the CIA as well as the NSA, FBI, and U.S. Defense Department. And it goes on to say InQtel functions primarily in public. However, listen to this. This is important, Sam. We need to understand this. What products it has and how they are used is strictly secret. And that can be found on Wikipedia. I found it. If I can find it, anybody can, Sam. So we're dealing with quote-unquote private corporations who presumably are operating in the private sector, which are not. They're answerable to government, which we know has a sinister agenda against us. And any, anything that they do say uh, or report has to be treated uh, with suspicion on the part of the American people. So the fact that going back to this uh, survey that the University of Arizona did, 
that, that claims that over that 63% of businesses intend to enforce mandatory vaccine policies. Of course they do. Of course they do because they're in bed with the government. They're, they're not operating in the interest of the free market, which is you and me, Sam. Uh, and if they don't, then all the tax breaks, uh, the, if they're getting grants, and the special incentives that are offered through the uh, monopoly of force of government will be cut off. Of course they're going to do that. And I've got a list of those companies. I don't know. That would be kind of boring to go through all of them. But it's amazing. Uh, I went to a website, and, this, and a lot of this information I get through the World Affairs Brief. Uh, Joel Skousen, an incredible source of information. I'll just give you some of these companies that are on board with uh, mandatory vaccine uh, shots for employees and pushing it for customers uh, that may patronize their establishments. You've got a D, I'm, I'll go from, start with Adidas, Alaska, Amazon, American Airlines, That, that those are the A's, we can go down the list. Disney, Doritos, ESPN. I mean, this is the who's who of multi-billion dollar corporations that most of us are familiar with and probably patronized through our, our dollars, if not our taxpayer dollars, at least, right? Anyway, we need to realize that, that we're living in the matrix. I don't know if you've seen that movie, Sam, The Matrix. Uh, nothing is as it appears to be. Everything is delusional. Everything is designed nowadays to create a false sense of reality. And most people, Sam, uh, I think you've noticed, I've noticed, are just going along with the narrative, thinking the, that the government has our best interests at heart, and they do not. When they're pushing this vaccine so powerfully, uh, and ironically, you know, they don't care about other uh, people in America, like the unborn. It should send a very powerful signal to you that there is, there is a sinister plan afoot, and if we go along with it, no good results will, will occur for our benefit. We need to be very much aware of what's going on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is serious, and big business is starting to lock us down and mandate vaccines. And I'll tell you where you can learn the most about what the agenda is. They're not forcing all industries at once. They're backing off and making you feel good, making you feel like, hey, you know, they probably won't be mandated. The government's saying they won't mandate them, but I'll tell you where you look the most. You look at the cruise lines, all right? Cruise lines have been completely shut down, ladies and gentlemen, by the government since, what, March 2020 kind of range. Now they're starting to open back up, but now they claim not mandated by government, but I submit that it is in a backhanded way. Uh, these uh, cruise lines are starting to mandate vaccines, so here's the headline from Newsweek. Will cruises be back in 2021? And will vaccines be mandatory? It's a serious question, right? Well, they don't really answer the question. But in a way, they do. And what I mean by that is they say, hey, for example, cruises are going to mandate vaccinations. Well, in Florida, Ron DeSantis created an executive order that said you can't do that. Well, now they're, uh, uh, cruise lines are just saying, we'll leave Florida then. Fine. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with this showdown, but I'm telling you that this conscientious objection where you say, I don't want a vaccine, is going to be a problem. When Biden says, get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do, 
is starting to create the divide. Government won't mandate it, but they'll say, uh, you got to wear a mask or you got to be vaccinated. Take your pick, choice A or choice B. Um, and then the airlines, the transportation industry, hotels, theme parks, sporting events, big venues, big shopping, Costco, Walmart, okay, cruises will all start to create the vaccine passport and start to mandate that. That's coming. Will vaccinations be mandatory? Time will tell. And I don't think that we have a definitive answer to the question because it depends on how many Americans push back. Okay, right now about 25% of Congress and about 25% of the American people claim they'll never get vaccinated. That's fine. Do we have enough push? If we stick together, the answer may be yes. Otherwise, we'll be steamrolled. The jury's out, Chris Carlson. Yep. So I, I have put myself in a position, and I felt prompted over 20 years ago to start this process, Sam. And I don't want to come across as an alarmist. But at the same time, I don't want to, to treat this in a manner, it, only in a manner that I think it deserves. And I think it, it should be taken very seriously. I started to... Um, to, to store food, storable foods. I've got enough for four years for me and my family. Like I said, I've got beehives that will sustain us. I've got chickens. I've got a small garden plot. I'm familiar with certain edible plants that I can uh, benefit from. You know, we, we, are, we, we are bordered on BLM land, so that uh, provides us access to certain wild plants. I think you need to start thinking in terms of what's going to happen when I start resisting to the point that I am cut off from the rest of the world. Financially, physically, um, with regards to resources, all the above becomes a serious, serious discussion indeed. Thank you, Chris. We'll talk soon, my friend. Thank you, Sam. Have a good Wait, you got to finish with your statement, my friend. Yes, sir. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. Thank you so much, my friend. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast. Wow, it's already the... What the heck? May 14th, in the year of our Lord, 2021. Time is just absolutely rocketing by for me. How about you? It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, this is Liberty Roundtable Live for the 
14th of May in the year of our Lord, 2021, hour two at two. And man, have we got a lot of hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Straight ahead with the good doctor who's in the house, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com. Welcome back, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, we're at another end of another week. If well, you do you do another day, don't you? You do six days a week. So yes, sir. Um, you uh, this isn't really the end of your work week, if you will. But um, but for a lot of people, it is. You know, people might be, you know, at work right now or at home, getting ready for the day, whatever they're doing. Um, for them, it's the you know the calm before the storm on the weekend i guess <laughs> my work week usually ends saturday evening i lay my head down to rest and i wake up for the first day and celebrate all day with the lord and my family and then monday morning i hit it hard till saturday evening 10p 11p about the same and wrap it up do that every week done it for decades and we'll continue to do it till the day i die i'm sure uh, a lot of people would say well man sam you got to retire and have a great time not in the cards for me my fellow Americans, sad to say, in some ways, but grateful uh, to focus on things of great significance and importance. There's so much to talk about, Doctor. I don't even know where I want to start, but I'll start with, I guess, this. Inflation begins now. From cars to groceries, prices are skyrocketing. We're seeing it everywhere, uh, and the battle is on. They claim it isn't happening, but with the stimulus checks everywhere, with the belligerent spending everywhere, it is in your face and it is unstoppable, uh, I'm afraid, doctor. From lumber to groceries, now manipulations on gas in the pipeline, we can get into that. Uh, but I'm telling you right now that inflation is rearing its ugly head. Usually inflation's there as a secret robber. Uh, in other words, a sinister tax hikes a tax hike behind the scenes, but now it's starting to rear its ugly head and it's starting to get in your face, doctor. Well, there's no question about it. And of course, inflation is not caused by greedy workers asking for more money. It's caused by an injection of, uh, of so-called money. It's not really money, but what the Fed is doing with the, uh, uh, at the behest and the assistance of the, of the national government, the general government, they're injecting huge amounts of money into the economy. Um, a book I recommend to everybody that I think is wonderful, written by an individual that I have the great respect for, is is G. Edward Griffin, uh, the book The Creature from Jekyll Island. Um, I've I've interviewed uh, uh, G. Edward Griffin, and I found him to be a very engaging, very intelligent, very articulate man. And uh, he exposes much of what's uh, what we can expect in this. In that book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, I find it's kind of a page turner. You know, th some people read some, you know, these uh, adventure novel kinds of things like a Tom Clancy novel or something like that. And they think, oh, a book on economics, it's got to be really, really boring. But no, uh, Mr. Griffin makes this a very, very engaging book and very interesting, in my opinion. But, you know, it's, it's, it's something that the founding fathers saw. The, the founding fathers understood it. In fact, in August of 1787, there had been a discussion in the convention of 1787 to allow the general government to uh, print money, just unbacked paper money. And it was discussed thoroughly. It was rejected thoroughly. And one of the comments that was made was that it would be as dangerous as the mark of the beast spoken of in the book of Revelation were it to be allowed. And so they understood this. They had... 
they had gone through this print money willy-nilly kind of thing to pay for their needs and and they they called the continental dollar and and the term not worth a continental dollar came to be common in their day in that uh i mean it took a, a bag full of five thousand continental dollars to buy one silver dollar and uh, of course it'll get a lot worse than that here before the time comes but uh but they had seen that uh, there were instances of where um when debtors tried to pay their money in paper, the people that were owed the money would hide. I mean, it was it was just that bad. And so the American Founding Fathers understood this. They knew what real money was. It was specie. It was uh, something that was stamped. It was real metal. And uh, generally the metal was silver, gold, and copper. Copper was mixed in at, uh, to, for a hardening, plus it was in the pennies. But But they understood it. And by the way, I mean, I'm sure that we're, there's probably a lot more we could talk about. A, a course in economics is not really what a, a little hour-long dialogue on a radio program is. But the uh, the idea that that you can create wealth by printing money is is something I, you know, I grasped this concept when I was five years old. I don't know why the politicians cannot do so. But but the only reason, my opinion... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think the politicians can do so. I think that well, they've been called out on this over and over and over, and they know the truth. But here's the deal, in my opinion, doctor, and I want you to really you know, kind of run with this. Inflation rears its ugly head. From cars to groceries, prices are skyrocketing. Well, listen, why is it hard to stop inflation? because it creates so many winners. I believe that bureaucrats who want to move us into a global tyranny understand that the way they can do that is by manipulating the currency, by stripping Americans of their wealth. They can feel really wealthy one second, and the next second they have no wealth because everything is out of their buying power. So I'll give you an example. Everybody got the stimulus money. Everybody's ready to do building projects. But the price of lumber right now is five to 10 times normal and probably uh, won't drop back down anytime soon. Okay, we are starting to see, um, hey, if they have inflation, all the money they gave us will be wasted in these inflationary realities to where it won't benefit us one iota. But this is the lie of dishonest money that we've known about for well over 100 years in America, and I believe the politicians know this. But there's too much to gain. Inflation creates too many winners when you pull the lever of government in the favor of the few at the expense of the many the few get more power that's what this is about doctor well indeed it is and and uh, twice in the federalist papers um, hamilton basically made this statement i mean there's two different slight variations of it the a power over a man's subsistence is a power over the man and and so I mean the socialists have always understood this. I mean that's how communism uh, lords over everybody, and socialism is just uh, you know one flavor of of that. Communism is a flavor of socialism, but uh, but that is exactly what's happening. And and the reason there's even the small semblance, and it's not small. It's it's a big semblance of stability right now. I believe is the fact that uh, there the dollar currently is tied to uh, the uh, petrodollars, the, the oil. So there is an intrinsic value product that's out there that people want dollars for. So basically, dollars are traded for oil. Everybody wants oil. And that this agreement was made back in the uh, 
the dear the years of of uh, Nixon because he closed the gold window because they were trying to inflate the money, uh, you know Vietnam and the, you know the Great Society and all that kind of stuff had, had just pumped dollars in. I mean we they're pikers now to look back at what they had done. I mean this this is on uh, steroids now, but. Uh, but at any rate, uh, it's tied to to oil, and everybody wants oil, and so it, the people will absorb the dollars that we're trading right now, that we're printing, that we're creating, and uh, and and then they'll pay them off for for uh, oil. Well, what will happen, and I will predict what will happen, is that when um, there's a new basket of currency that's used as the basis of this kind of trade, and it becomes kind of a uh, conglomerate of, of world currencies uh, from which everybody operates, the dollar will not have nearly the, the value because it's not the exchange, you know, monetary system. And when that happens, the chickens are going to come home to roost and we'll see what has happened with the many trillion, hundreds of trillions of dollars that have been pumped into the economy and absorbed by the economy largely right now because People are saying, hey, man, bring them dollars on. We're, we're going to trade them for oil, and we're going to be able to heat our houses. We're going to be able to fuel our vehicles. We're going to be able to run our factories, blah, blah, blah. But when the multiple currencies are mixed into the basket and the dollar is, at best, just a percentage of that, then is when the true inflation rate will settle in, and, and it'll be, I sadly to say, I mean, we've seen plenty of economies that have done this, whether it's Argentina or Germany or I mean, uh, Venezuela, I mean, you look at these economies that have done the nonsense we're doing, and I'll just give you an example. One of my good friends, when he was in Argentina uh, in the early 70s, uh, they'd go into a restaurant, and their menu would be on a blackboard, and the prices would be there. They would go in, order their food, pay for it immediately, because they knew that before they could finish their meal, the prices would have jumped. The, the prices would be erased, new prices would be put in. So they'd, they would buy it and pay for it before they ate it because they knew that it would cost them more to get out of the restaurant. And that's how fast it was happening, right before their very eyes. America ain't seen nothing yet, and, and I fear that the chickens are not far over the horizon. And so, but but this willy-nilly run them, uh, you know, just run the table all the time with with uh, printing the presses as fast as they can. It, it can't go on. The bubble will break. And, and I, I guess we can come back and talk about what the founders said. I've got lots of statements the founders made about this stuff if you're interested. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win they lose nothing less big q little q the calm before the storm by a friend of megagoria the strategy of heaven revealed big q little q the calm before the storm available on amazon.com 
or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education. Conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I submit to you that inflation rears its ugly head. We could have predicted this, Dr. Bradley. Whenever they spend money and print money and create money out of thin air, no doubt that's the reality. And inflation has been a hidden tax on the people ever since we jettisoned constitutional currency. And I get that our money's tied to oil, and it is a commodity, but it's not tied uh, a one-for-one ratio like gold and silver was with a locked uh, relationship between um, and so it's it's all over the map. It's a serious problem. Inflation's rearing its ugly head. You can see it in prices everywhere. They can claim it's not a big deal, that they can put a tamp a damper on it. They might be able to manipulate it for a time. But eventually this is going to get away from them. Why is it so hard to stop inflation? Well, there's two reasons. If you accept the fiat money system, it's hard to stop inflation because there's too many winners when inflation happens. Those are the people that want control over you and me and our lives. Uh, the real reason it's hard to stop inflation is because you've taken us off of the only honest money standard that exists. That's why, doctor. Well, and, and that's why the dollar was as sound as the dollar for as many years as it was, is because we had true money, real money, and, and the founders established that. I mean, if you read everything from you know, the Article 168, Clause 5, about the Congress has power to coin money, that has to do with stamping money. It has to do with metal. It does not have anything to do with creating printed paper. And uh, anything that was printed, now, of course, you can write a check and you can draw on, you know, real money. I mean, so if paper's out there that's backed by real money, that wasn't the problem. The problem was that people got so greedy that they could, you know, I can print more money. I can, I'll have more in my bank. I can lend it multiple times in a fractional banking system. I can make money on my money, on my money, on my money so many times that, that we've, we've basically multiplied the factor of money out there to the point that right now, since 1913, when the Federal Reserve came into existence, we've lost, the dollar has lost about 98%. In fact, it's a little over, if I recall correctly, but about 98% of its purchasing power, which it had back in 1913. So... So really, we've been robbed of our purchasing power almost 100%. It's so close, it hardly makes a difference. And and it's not done yet. It will collapse. But there are people that are manipulating this. And John Maynard Keynes, I don't know if he's really the father of this perverse system, but there was guys like Mariner Eccles, um, 
the you know the Federal Reserve chair. I think he was a Keynesian before Keynes actually promoted the idea, but they call it Keynesian economics. This idea of debt money and, and creating money out of thin air and multiply multiple loanings of the money. If if I got some money and I put it in the bank, they loan that again. And the person that gets that puts it in the bank and they loan that again. I still think I've got my money in the bank. I don't. It's a, it's a fractional banking system. And so they keep multiplying the money. So what you're seeing as having been created, you know, by the government debt is multiplied many times over by the banking system we've got. So it's it's really a scam. And Keynes said that, uh, you know, not one in a million people would be able to understand this uh, tax called inflation. So they continued to play the game. And, and they, they buy their office by that. I mean, virtually everybody that gets to office now goes in there with the idea of opening the goodie box for the constituency back home. And, and and they play each other's uh, game because each one of them knows if they pat their back, they get their back patted. And so, so one senator or one congressman uh, says, hey, look, you support mine, I'll support yours. And pretty soon we have these multi-trillion dollar debts that, that are happening with increasing frequency in America. And, uh, and it, it is just, there's, you can only blow the balloon or the bubble or whatever so big. And finally, somebody goes, hey, wait, 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 or the balloon just pops. And, you know, you look back at the, the tulip frenzy that happened back in Holland where they were paying bazillions of dollars, not literally, for, for a tulip bulb. And finally, somebody says, these bulbs aren't worth anything. They don't even taste that good, <laughs> you know. And, and so, absolutely, the whole, the whole scam collapsed. So it's it's coming. The chickens will come in to roost. I don't know exactly when it'll be or anything like that. But, but the founding fathers did know it. They had seen it. They had experienced it. They knew every single time a country had based its money on on back paper, every single time it collapsed. Every single time it was abused. It's just too much temptation for those that are controlling the money system to not dabble in it until they break the system. And and that's kind of where we are in America today. You talk about, you know, a couple of trillion dollars here and a couple of trillion dollars there for these special projects they're putting out. And and then the multiple multiplying factor through the fractional banking system. It it just doesn't it, it doesn't have a happy ending. You can't go there. And and again we could we could talk at length about the founders statements on it because they had wisdom, and they did it, and they did it right. But that's why it was sound as a dollar for so long. Ladies and gentlemen, that's critical to understand. And now I believe they're manipulating us big time. And I'll give you an interesting example. You know, we talk about oil pipelines, which relates to this discussion big time. And here's the headline. Pipeline, which you know got shut down, supposedly attacked by terrorists or whatever else, now gas is above $10 a gallon uh, in the southeast uh, in many ways or places. And in some places, you can't even get gas at all for that matter. Joe Biden saying, hey, we got a handle on this. Uh, don't worry. It'll take a little bit for gas prices to come down. But here's the real deal. Here's the behind-the-scenes discussion that needs to happen, Dr. Bradley. Pipeline said to have paid $5 million to the terrorists in Bitcoin. They say to hackers. The payment clears the way, they say, for gas to begin flowing again, but it risks emboldening other criminal groups 
to take American companies hostage by seizing control of their computers or their automation, etc. This is serious, serious business. And now we've literally paid a massive payment uh, to the bad guys. Now, we got to debate who the bad guys are because is it the Federal Reserve that created fake money in the first place? Is it the computer guys that created fake money via digital currency? Uh, is it the people that tied our money to oil to blame? Or is it the current terrorists that have exploited the current exploits, if you will? Doctor? <laughs> there are plenty of terrorists out there, and they're not all, uh, you know, behind the scenes carrying AK-47s. I think there's a lot of people in high places in the government today uh, that are acting criminally. But but the idea of, of paying terrorists uh, to back off, it never ends well either. Uh, as you point out, emboldening those to, to say, hey, wait a minute, that worked out pretty good last time. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there was a, an individual I knew, uh, a wonderful, amazing, uh, his name was Spencer W. Kimball. One time uh, in his leadership position, you know, there was, this was in a time when terrorists were taking people hostage and holding them for ransom and all this kind of stuff. And Spencer W. Kimball says, hey, if I get taken hostage, uh, don't pay the, don't pay it. We believe in life after death. I mean, you know, it was like, you know, you take your lumps and you move on. And this kind of thing, you've got to have that kind of strength in position that you will not cow, you will not fold, you will not bow the knee, because there is always another criminal operation out there that's going to play the, the game. And uh, I think right now you've kind of opened the, the door. The floodgates may not be open at this point, but uh, I'm I'm pretty concerned that uh, see I wasn't aware that they'd actually paid the funds that that is absolutely shocking to me and has got a bad outcome coming down the pipe I'm afraid pipeline it's coming down the pipe no question about it so here's the next uh, related detail if you dig into the story you find this part Biden did not rule out the possibility that the administration would target the criminals with a, quote, retaliatory strike, saying that the United States would pursue a measure to disrupt their ability to operate. So here's my question. If that's true, if Joe Biden can create a retaliatory strike and uh, prevent those or hamper those or disrupt their ability to operate, whatever word you want to use here, then that means we know who they are, right? Uh, if we know who they are, how can we can't create, you know, arrests and, you know, criminal activity? This is interesting because the question becomes, who are they? And if they can be stopped from operating, and if we can know who they are, which is kind of one of the big claims, they say we don't know these things, right? But if they can know those things, as Joe Biden's kind of hinting at, then uh, are we somehow part responsible for not stopping them earlier? for other crimes they may have committed. Uh, and if it happens again, then what? Uh, and so the problem is that there's too many criminals out there. And the problem is you don't even know who are the criminals. Is it the CIA? Is it backed by the CIA? Is it like the CIA that gets in bed with some drug cartels and they got their favorite drug cartels, don't worry, but they're stopping all other drug cartels? So, okay, where does this all go? When we get back... Let's have the good doctor respond to this, because to me, this is nothing more than an outgrowth of what the founding fathers understood already. But the only way to stop it is to return to constitutional currency. Liberty Roundtable Live.
proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Thousands of migrant children have been welcomed by the Biden administration and given to caretakers in the United States as part of the government's program for unaccompanied minors. But no one in the administration knows what's happened to them. The agency in charge will not answer questions about efforts to keep track of these vulnerable children. The Department of Health and Human Services has denied media requests for information about how many kids have gone through the system since President Biden took office. Top Republicans say they hope to find middle ground on some of the White House's top priority issues, including President Biden's infrastructure proposal and the American Families Plan. While speaking to reporters after the meeting, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said he and other congressional leaders agreed to work on defining what infrastructure is. He said, quote, I think I'm safe in saying there is certainly a bipartisan desire to get an outcome, end quote. Well, we've made it through another week. Welcome to Friday. We are USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaroot for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold saw gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, open borders, free health care for illegals. Bailout broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualifying purchase when you mention the Wayne Allen Root Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. Or visit AssetStrategies.com. Some interesting facts about the Biden administration's Justice Department. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. Attorney General Merrick Garland is acknowledging that the Justice Department is prioritizing prosecuting those who participated in the January 6th on the U.S. Capitol over those who rioted and looted during last summer's social justice demonstrations. Garland also saying those zeroing in on the Capitol Hill rioters has not deterred the Justice Department from focusing on other crimes. He also assured lawmakers that the Justice Department isn't prioritizing prosecutions based on ideology. The Justice Department has filed federal charges against more than 300 people stemming from last summer's protests against police brutality. In contrast, federal arrests in the U.S. Capitol attack have surpassed 430. The Department of Justice says it will not pursue criminal charges against the police officer who fatally shot unarmed Ashley Babbitt participating in the January 6th occupation of the U.S. Capitol. USA Radio News. So Dr. Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm convinced that this is a new era in terrorist activity, ladies and gentlemen. And I submit to you that it's kind of like the war on terrorism, the war on drugs, the war on whatever the government declares war on. It seems to get worse, 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 and more worse. Is that a word? <laughs> worse, sir? Ah. Uh, all I'm telling you is that what's going on. But I submit to you that I don't even know who the bad guys are in this, quote, global oil domestic pipeline disturbance here. When Joe Biden says he's going to, you know, disrupt these folks, he might. He might not. He might let it go. 
but he might disrupt it. Uh, the question is, are we trying to find out who's behind it? If we can, can we hold them responsible? How does all this look, doctor? Well, uh, the, you hate to say there's something rotten in Denmark because Denmark's not even the middle of this thing, but uh, <laughs> there's an old saying that says that. Uh, you know, I, I'm not so sure Biden has a handle on anything, including which room he's in at any given time. But, uh, but I, I'm not so sure that they've got this well in hand, as they say. But I'm reminded back to, uh, uh, you know, you always, always go back. I mean, I do. Uh, the, the lamp I follow is the one that shows me from the history. So anyway, back in uh, 1797 and 98, the United States was not a very uh bold and intrepid country but we had a lot of pride in ourselves and we we had a potential and we we lived up to that potential ultimately and finally but there was some uh shenanigans going on with republican france and and uh you know the the french revolution had caused a lot of disastrous diplomatic nonsense and anyway it looked like it was a brewing for a war and all that kind of stuff and and the french minister talleyrand uh, decided that he was not going to meet with the american diplomatic crew until they had paid some bribes and it ticked the americans off a couple of them left one stayed for a while to try and work things out but but anyway the phrase millions for defense but not one cent for tribute was uh, was kind of coined at that time they they were going to not pay any bribes and, uh, you know, this thing that, that, that we got leveraged on, or somebody got leveraged on, I don't know who it was, in the uh, in this oil scam, um, I, I really truly believe that you, you, you're going to get more and more and more of that as you play that out. And uh, and so there was, there was, you know, a kind of a little backbone showed clear back at the end of the 1790s. And and uh, ultimately and finally things got worked out but but the idea that you have to pay payola under the table in some you know extortion kind of thing we're the united states of america i mean and and when we're paying a bunch of gangsters i mean i don't know what what gangster cartel or whatever it is that's involved in this i don't know if it's if it's a group from the Middle East or the Far East, or if it's somebody within our own country, I don't know if it's a bunch of high school kids that live in their parents' basement that have put this together. I don't know what it is, you know, because a lot of those kids have hacking skills. But but the fact is that that we're on a bad path if we're going to follow this path and have to kind of scrape and bow and and uh, act that way before common criminals. It's it's just astonishing to me, and I, again, I don't I don't personally believe that the uh, Biden administration has a handle on it. Uh, I don't believe that uh, certainly he doesn't, but I'm not confident that that they've even identified the people that are involved, and so it just shows our weakness. Our governance is crumbling, and our economic strength is diminishing, and. And our status in the world uh, as the greatest, freest, strongest, most happy, most prosperous, most respected nation on earth has, is slipping through our fingers because we have abandoned the principles the nation was founded on. So uh, this is going to be interesting to see play out. I had not heard that bribes were paid, and, and so this has yes, a Yes, they were $5 million, buddy, in Bitcoin. Let's be very clear, too. So now the government's going to have the right to start getting involved in Bitcoin and tracking Bitcoin and before you know it, then the digital currency will be 
manipulated and controlled by your government. Just write it down. I warned you about this. Don't dip your toe in the crypto is my phrase. Um, but nevertheless, it's interesting. Now, on the heels of all this, the headline says, despite gains, origin of COVID-19 outbreak is still unknown, USA Today. So we don't know the outbreak. Now, if we say it came from a Wuhan lab, then they say, oh, you don't know that. It came from natural animal to human transmission. Uh, we say it was created and, and funded by Dr. Fauci. Rand Paul doubling down on those kind of an idea now, saying Fauci may have been involved. We uh, may have funded this kind of thing. The debate rages on. They say we're conspiracy theorists for saying that it came from a lab. But the truth is, if they claim that it comes from uh, animal to human transmission and we don't really know, then they're as guilty of conspiracy theories as anybody else. But here's where the rubber meets the road, in my opinion. The announcement to drop the mask mandate for vaccinated Americans, ladies and gentlemen, comes after it was reported that the CDC got caught in a lie. The New York Times reported that the CDC's April announcement that the chance of catching COVID-19 outside was less than 10%. Well, it turns out that number was exaggerated and manipulated by the CDC. The truth instead is it's less than 1%, possibly less than 0.01%, now even reports the New York Times. Okay? There's not a single documented COVID infection anywhere in the world, ladies and gentlemen, from casual outdoor interactions, such as walking past someone on a street or eating at a nearby table the New York Times now admits and reports. Well, with that in mind now, Joe Biden then and crew at the CDC released this mask mandate. The announcement to drop the mask mandate. If you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask anymore unless you're on a plane or in real, real, real close quarters. But here's the tweet from Joe. So they used to make fun of Donald for tweeting, but now Joe's starting to pick up the Twitter. Joe Biden issued an ultimatum to Americans after the CDC eased restrictions for vaccinated Americans. The rule is now simple, Joe tweeted. Listen up. Listen up. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do, doctor. Well, you know, there, there's so much to be said about this uh, facade that's out there, and it's a Fauci, Fauci facade is what I've always called it since last March, a year ago. Um, this, this whole thing, they have to start, just follow the logic. The, the vaccine that isn't a vaccine, uh, it truly isn't in the traditional sense. It doesn't uh, bring immunity and it doesn't prevent spread. And they've been saying all along, oh, yeah, you can get vaccinated, which is not a vaccine. And it's not FDA approved, and it is not anything except for a test right now. And the long-term and short-term downsides are, are unknown. And what's happening in society today is they've, they're kind of reaching a saturation point. They're having, like DeWine out of Ohio is having to put out a million-dollar lottery uh, scam to, uh, to get people to ante up their, you know, well, roll up their sleeves, I guess. And and so what's happening is that that's a lot, there's a lot of Americans, a lot of Americans that have kind of said, we're done with this. This is a facade all the way along. 
And so what they're doing is they're saying, oh, 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 did we say you have to keep wearing a mask? No, no, you don't. You don't. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to. Well, it's Bravo Sierra, as we used to say in our old military vernacular when uh, with our phonetic alphabet. And, um, and, and what we're finding is literally that, that there are just a, it's a moving target, just like anything. Anytime we go to war nowadays, the mission shifts about an, every nanosecond. And that's where they are right now. Their lie is being exposed constantly. Now, by the way, did you see the Yankees? They're fully vaccinated Yankee team members that got COVID. Can you believe that? Well, here we go. It's not stopping. It's not preventing. It's not helping. But what they're doing is they're saying in order to get everybody vaccinated, we've got to give them a little carrot out there. So you can take your mask off if you're vaccinated. But if not, boy, don't you dare do that. And, and the lies, that, in fact, there's three Republican congressmen that have come up with a bill in Congress, has no chance of getting through the House or the Senate, or certainly not past Biden, that want to fire Fauci for destroying the confidence Americans have in the, the National Institute of Health and the Center for Disease Control because of the lies, lies, lies. This, by guess and by golly, that has happened ever since March of 2020 that that Fauci and his crew have been playing on us and there's just a ton of Americans that are saying we're done we're done with this and uh, and so they're saying oh no okay here's their little carrot for us you can take your mask off but look at the Yankee thing during the break take a look at that the Yankees were vaccinated and now they got COVID hmm what's going on there kids well, what they're going to say is there's a couple of glitches where even though you take the vaccine before it kicks in, you can still get the cocoa. They're going to manipulate it like that. But Americans are waking up to the truth, and the real core is these vaccine passports. We'll talk about it. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. that I would have a huge slumber party with all the girls there. Play with me more often. My mom's so busy with the board meeting. To spend more time together as a family. Do more out-of-the-house activities. This is a tough one. My parents, they do everything they love me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a roof over my head. They don't need to show it to me. I just know they love me. Well, not yelling at me very much. What do you wish? What do you wish? Raise my allowance. 
to not argue together. Um, have my dad be home more for dinner and stuff so that it could be even closer. Family, isn't it about time? Buy me an ice cream and kiss me to love me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay, what's the next question? Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. The real rubber meets the road. I know a lot of people are getting illness from the vaccines. A lot of people are getting uh, the cocoa from the vaccines. I mean, it's a disaster. Bill Mayer even uh, was vaccinated but got COVID. Now Delta Airlines, Delta will require new employees to get the COVID vaccine, CEO says. So the states that are planning on using COVID-19 vaccine passports and the ones that won't are an interesting discussion. When Joe Biden issues an ultimatum to the people, you know what, get a vaccine or wear a mask until you do, it's really like, A, we're going to shove down your throat. If you're a B guy, we'll tolerate B until we can force you to do A. We're not going to force the vaccines, though, says Anthony Fauci and Joe Biden. On the other hand, if you get Delta and all the big business to jump aboard, uh, and then by force, so what about the cruise lines? That's where they're starting. Will cruises be back in 2021? And will vaccines be mandatory? They're setting the stage for this to be the case right now. What government's trying to do is not take the blame for it, have big business do it for them. And believe it or not, right now, they say 60% of U.S. businesses are ready to mandate vaccines for employees. So this vaccine passport thing is live and well. Right now, they're calling it a uh, um COVID-19 vaccine passport. But over time, it won't just be a COVID-19 passport. It will come back and be a health passport of whether they want you, if you haven't been vaccinated against this or that, or they'll have a treasure trove of vaccines that it relates to. But they'll also back into other issues. In other words, China has this social credit uh, discussion. Where does the vaccine passports end and social credit discussion uh, begin? Uh, This is draconian, to say the least. But right now, Texas, uh, Idaho, Florida, they're resisting the vaccine passports. On the other hand, California, uh, Illinois, uh, Hawaii, uh, New York, they're doubling down uh, right now. But where does this passport discussion end and where does the social credit discussions that China has forced begin? Time will tell, but that's the open discussion right now. The, the I would call it the tip of the spear on this tyrannical push, Dr. Bradley. I don't know where the American backbone is right now. Um, I suspect it's probably about as much as a jellyfish, by and large. But uh, I, I don't know where the, the point will happen where Americans are saying we're not going to put up with this. We're going to throw the tea in the harbor. We're going to start drinking coffee instead. I mean, that's exactly what the Americans did back in those days. We, we're not going to capitulate on this thing. And uh, it may push beyond what happened with that, even as the American uh, issues unfolded. But, but truly, Utah, for example, says the state won't mandate things, but they're going to, what they've done through the whole, the whole COVID issue is they have 
leveraged businesses to do their dirty work for them. It's been a, a fascist kind of program where they've gone behind closed doors and told businesses, look, you can't let anybody in your door without a mask on or we'll, we'll fine you $10,000 a day or we will take away your license for health reasons or whatever. And, um, and frankly, there's businesses that I've done business with for 60 years that I will never walk in again that I've determined that uh, this is not going to define my life in terms of uh, these kinds of uh, strong-arm tactics. And, and so I, I personally hope that airlines go out of business. I mean, cruise lines go out of business. And I, I personally hope that some of these big box stores that are so draconian on this thing start to realize, you know what, we've, uh, people have gone out the back door and we've never had them come back in. But but it's it's such a facade though. I mean, going back to that Yankee thing for just a minute, you know, they're everybody's vaccinated. A to the people that were vaccinated more than fourteen days, so it's had time to kick in, as they say. Oh yeah, there's a fourteen day you know approval period for your body, whatever. They eight people tested positive more than fourteen days of being fully vaccinated, and here's another interesting statistic: seven of the eight cases have been asymptomatic. So here's the deal. That's about the same ratio that was there when the quote-unquote unvaccinated, unwashed herd was out there. Most cases are asymptomatic. It's exactly a reflection of what has been going on for the last year, and the so-called vaccines are doing nothing. And, and let's talk about these businesses. I mean, I don't know when it's going to happen, but, but back in, I mean, this is an experiment. This is an experiment. It is not FDA approved. It has not been through testing that's appropriate, and, and we have nothing short-term and long-term on it. We have nothing. And, and these businesses are saying you must take an experimental medical treatment in order to be able to work for us. Well, the Nuremberg trials said, you know, people can't be compelled to be in experimental medical treatments it just it's i mean they came out with protocols that said no this is this is not acceptable now they'll say well if they want to work with us they'll accept the the you know the probability or the possibility of this downside and and maybe the best people will not work for companies if they can't do that and maybe uh remember on rand had that group that went off and, and did their own economy you know <laughs> yeah had to, maybe something like that will happen, where we have our own economy. But let me tell you what's else. happening. Are you ready? Well, I don't know. Now Joe Biden's <laughs> pushing for a tax credit. Listen carefully. Under the, under the American Rescue Plan Act, employees, or I'm sorry, employers with less than 500 employees can receive payroll tax credits for paid time off, they give their employees to go take the COVID vaccines and or to recover. What do you think of that? Well, well see, th that's the thing, is that there, there's saturation being reached. Uh, there's the people that wanted to get it, they're perfectly, at, you know, their own choice to do so. And that's the way it should be. But those that don't are saying, no, I'm not going to do this. And if, in fact, we have a percentage, and I don't know if it's 50% or 80% of the people that are finally going to say, no, I'm done, I'm not going to do this, um, there will have to be some adjustment made by our tyrants because they cannot run 
the economy, it will be in the tank. And 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 yes, you're right. There, if you if this thing really worked, if people really believed in it, do you think you'd have to have celebrities hawking this thing on the street? Do you think you'd have to have bribes being offered in the terms of time off or whatever? Do you think you'd have to have lottery drawings? You'd have to even offer free beer, which is what they're doing in some areas, to get this stuff. No, if it was really a credible thing. But people are starting to say, wait, it doesn't prevent the disease. It doesn't prevent the spread. It doesn't have anything. I mean, people are getting at the same rate they got it before, only their cycles are running on the, the faulty uh, PCR test uh, have been reduced down to make it look like they're having some value. But if you'd ramp those up again, you'd find that it was the same percentage of, of uh, positives. People are starting to say, you know what, this this just stinks. It 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 doesn't make any sense. And we're done with it. And, and there are some courageous people out there in some high places, very few, I must admit. Utah is, uh, uh, you know, the, our home state, is looking at what DeWine's doing in Ohio with his lottery in spite of the fact that Utah's Constitution, Article 6, uh, Section 27, specifically says you can't do this kind of thing with a lottery, a a, a drawing to, to do this. And, and our governor is saying, well, we, we'll find a way around that. I mean, Utah's governor is is among the, the most cowardly of all of them, I would say. And and in spite of the fact we're undeclared on some of these things because we have this quote-unquote red state aura about us, the state is every bit as much socialist and, and controlling and conniving and tyrannical as any other state that's out there. It's just that they they work behind the scenes with businesses to say, uh, look, we're not going to enforce this with the sheriff at the door, but uh, look, you guys better do it because we're going to do $10,000 a day fine on you. By the way, did you see DeSantis down in Florida is going to pardon probably those that have had those kind of uh, draconian tickets written for them? Did did you see that? I mean, he's, I mean, I don't know if he's fully pardoned the people yet, but he's put on hold any of their stipulations of penalties. And I think the way their constitution is written, he has to have two of his cabinet members agree that they can be pardoned. But anyway, there's movement in that direction. But, um, but. There's people out there that are still bowing the knee, and, and I think as long as that happens, we're going to still see these kind of things. And I truly think that when it comes down to the people saying, no, I will not fly. I will not go on a cruise. I will not shop in your store. There's going to become some flexibility. I mean, we have to have follow the money. That's what brings, that's what is making this thing what it is, because there's billions upon billions, probably trillions of dollars that are out there for these people that are fostering this. And there's an economy out there that's saying, I won't do business with people like that, that may be able to push back and say, I'm not going to give you my money if you uh, if you continue along this insisting of what's going to happen. So I don't know. I think that there's a tussling match that's going to go on, and I don't think that, that well, I, for one, am not ready to capitulate, and I hope Americans are willing to go the distance, if you will, on this thing and finally win this battle because it's it's an internal scam that's being foisted upon the nation and uh, you talk about yeah I don't know if we want to open this box or not but uh, but the uh, you, you mentioned it earlier about the uh, who was involved in the development of this and everything 
uh, I truly believe, and I've, I've believed this for 14 months because of some of the evidence, that there was gain of function going on on an existing virus uh, illegally, unconstitutionally, being carried out in America, and they offshored it. And the uh, the gain of function stuff is what are we what are we doing? We're paying people to make viruses more virulent, to make them more deadly, to make them more easily ca- caught and 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 more effective in in making people sick. What are we doing? And uh, there's people in this country that are doing that kind of thing, and we're paying taxpayer dollars for this. And I suspect when the truth is really known. We're going to find that, that some of that research was being done and facilitated on the east coast of the United States with CDC money involved. And that is going to, that should be criminal charges, mass murder charges carried out on anybody that had anything to do with that. I would encourage that. Now, think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Again, everything they do has a caveat which proves how dishonest they are on their agenda. Here it is Under the Americans Rescue Plan Act. Employers with 500 or fewer employees can receive payroll tax credits for paid time off they give their people to get the COVID-19 vaccine or, and if you will, recover from any potential side effects. Now, if they're safe and effective, how would you give tax breaks to recover from side effects? Doctor, how stupid am I? There you have it. I'm just saying I don't understand it, folks, but it's evident in everything they're doing that they're gunning for literally a vaccine passport, which will turn into eventually social credits. What if you what if you speak out against the vaccine? It'll be a ding to your social credit. Maybe you ought to not go to that sports game you had tickets for, huh? Your dishonest lies. That's where they're headed. For Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman, God save the republic. <laughs>